Welcome to the 10th episode of All About Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Santianis, and today will be the Thanksgiving episode. I was supposed to make one on Friday, but I was a little lazy, so let's start doing it. But first, let's say, I'm going to say what I'm thankful first. I'm thankful for friends and family, and I'm thankful I have them, and being able to talk to them, and be able to know them, honestly. They're just really nice people in my life. But I'm more thankful, although now... It's time for, now it's like since Thanksgiving has passed, and I was going to, I'm going to talk about two games, two football games, and two, two players. But how am I going to do this? Well, I'm going to do week 10 and week 11, since I didn't talk about week 10 or 11 yet. So I'm going to start, start with the week 10 with the Steelers against the Lions, and the week 11 I'll do the Cowboys against the team they went on week 11. And then I can talk about one player from the Lions and then one player and then one player from the Cowboys. Okay, now the first thing I will talk about is week 10 with the Detroit Lions against the Pittsburgh Steelers and they tied. This was in week 10 and they tied. The Detroit Lions, they both had 16 and they went to overtime but no one was able to score, so they tied and it was 16 and 16 for both sides. Let's talk about their quarterbacks and how they played. Uh, I don't no, I don't think I don't think they played the best right now. Jared Jared Goff for Detroit Lions. I mean, he's Jared Goff. I'm not surprised the way he played. He had 114 yards. He had completions of 14, but he had 25 attempts. He averaged 4.6, zero, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was sacked four times. His QBR was 12. His RTG was 67.8 compared to Mason Rudolph, who had 50 attempts with 30 completions. He had 242 yards. He averaged 4.8. He had one touchdown and one interception, zero sacks, a QBR of 39.5, and RTG of 70.6. And he played then played a little better than Jared Goff, but that's not hard to do at all. Anyways, rushing. We got DeAndre Swift, the main player for the Detroit Lions. He had... He had 33 carries for 130 yards. He averaged 3.9, and he had zero touchdowns, which is okay. Then you got Godwin Igwubiki, Igwubiki. He had two carries for 56 yards. He averaged 28. He got a touchdown, and his longest was 42. Then you got also someone named Jamar Jefferson for the Lions again. He had three carries for 41 yards. He averaged 13.7. He also got a touchdown. That's a reason they got a touchdown too. Anyways, now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they didn't have a lot of players that played good. They had Mason Rudolph. He he ran two also. He had four carries for 36 yards. He averaged nine yards. Then he also got Najee Harris with 26 carries in 105 yards. He averaged 4.0 and zero touchdowns. He also had Benny Snell Jr., had one carry for four yards. He averaged four and zero touchdowns. Not that well. But Detroit had a better rushing offense than compared to Pittsburgh, I guess. And now you do receiving. Let's start with let's start with Pittsburgh. Let's say three of their best players. You got Deontay Johnson with set he had seven wrecks for eighty-three yards. He averaged eleven point nine. And he Ray Ray McLeod got Nine wrecks for 63 yards. He averaged 7.0. And you got Pat Freyermuth. All t- all were from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had five wrecks, 31 yards, averaged 6.2. Uh, 
foot and he had zero touchdowns. But the only person that got the touchdown was James Washington. And he had he averaged 7.5. He had 15 yards and he wreck of two. Yeah. And then you got the Lions. Best player for them that had the most rushing. Well, receiving was Amon Rastat St. 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 Brown. He had four wrecks, 61 yards, average 15.3. He, Khalif Raymond had did okay. He had four wrecks, 29 yards. He averaged 7.3, zero touchdowns, long of 12, TGTS of six. And yeah, didn't do so bad. Shrimp, and then another player that did good was Tr- Trinity Benson. He had, well, he didn't play good. He only had two wrecks, 17 yards, average 8.5, longest of eight. But yeah, I guess these team, these two teams didn't play good at all, shall we say? Fumbles, um, no one fumbled luckily for the Lions somehow. But for the Pittsburgh, ooh, 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 they fumbled three times, lost it twice. Big one because of Kenick, Kenick Green, another because of Pat Furman, and one because of Deontay Johnson. Anyways, defensive. Let's start with one good player for the Detroit Lions. Well, three. You got Alex An- Anzalone. He had nine TOTs, solos of six. That's pretty much it afterwards. All right, and then you got Jalen Reeves Mayburn. He had eight TOTs, six solos, one TFL, zero sacks. Honestly, this team didn't play really well. And you also got Imani Orowaji. Why he read? He had seven TOTs, five solos, one TFO, two PDs. He didn't have a sack. Now for Pittsburgh Steelers, best p- player for them was one of them was T. One one of them was T.J. Watt. He had five TOTs, three solos, one sack, two TFLs. He has also had two QB hits. Another good player they had was Cameron Hayward. He had. Five TOTs, three solos, two sacks, two TFLs, and two QB hits. And another great player was... Um, well, I can't really tell. Let me see. Um... I guess I can say... Yeah, I'm going to say Terrell Edmonds. He had five TOTs, three solos, two... He had only one sack, two TFLs, one PD, and one QB hit. Overall, this team, this defense did okay. Pretty good, actually. Detroit had one interception because of Julian Okawara. Yeah, but let's talk about their kicking. Best players, probably. Let's start with Pittsburgh with Chris Boswell. 3 for 3 for field goal. Percentage, 100. Longest, 51. Extra point, one. How many points he got? Ten. Great. Then you got Ryan Santoso. He had one out of two field goals. If he made the other one, he the Lions would have probably won. Percentage, 50%. Longest, 20. Extra points, one. One out of two. Points, four. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty bad. There's nothing else to talk about. Now let's go to the next thing with week 11 with the Cowboys. Against the Chiefs. 
So now we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys against the Kansas City Chiefs on Week 11. We all thought this was going to be a high-scoring game. They thought otherwise. Dallas Cowboys lost by 10. The final score was Dallas Cowboys 9, Kansas City Chiefs 19. Thought it was going to be. I thought the Cowboys were going to win. They showed me, nah, Chief, we're not going to win. Nah, not today. And the Chiefs like, well, well, I guess we're going to take this win. But hey, the Chiefs, the Chiefs is a good team. I just don't think they're good right now. Everyone does. But anyways, let's go to some of the stats already. It's team stats, total yards. Kansas City had more with 370 compared to Dallas Cowboys, 276 turnovers. Dallas had more with three. Kansas City only had two. Possessions, um, Kansas had it for 30 minutes and 47 seconds compared to Dallas Cowboys, 29 minutes and 13 seconds. First downs, Kansas City had more with 22. Dallas Cowboys only had 16. Not so good for the Dallas Cowboys when you look at the stats. But yeah, now let's go to the some of the stats for the team. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. For his 37 taps, he completed 23. He had 260 yards. He averaged 7, had 0 touchdowns, and 1 interception. He had 3 sacks, a QBR of 41.9. His RTG was 71.9. Dak, now you compare to Dallas Cowboys' Dak Prescott. He had 43 attempts. He completed 28 yards. He had 216, average 5. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. He had five sacks, a QBR of 10, an RTG of 57.9. Yeah. And then you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Now let's talk about the rushing, though, with the Kansas City Chiefs rushing. Um, the best rusher for them was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had 12 carries for 63 yards. He averaged 5.3 and one touchdown. Another touchdown was they got was because of Travis Kelsey. He had four yards for that carry. He averaged four because he only carried the ball once. Another player that carried the ball like a, a couple more times was Patrick Mahomes with seven carries and he had 11 yards. He averaged 1.6. Okay. Then I guess we can say all the players. Darrell Williams, he had five carries for 15 yards. He averaged three. Zero touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, he had one carry. For 33 yards, he averaged 33 because he only had one carry and zero touchdowns. Now for the Cowboys, he got the best rush. Dallas, the best rusher was Tony Pollard with seven carries. Rushed for 50 yards, he averaged 7.1. Ezekiel Elliott had nine carries for 32 yards and he averaged 3.6. Both of them did not get a touchdown. Honestly, quite sad. Anyways, receiving... Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Best receiver was Dalton Schultz with six wrecks, 53 yards. He averaged 8.8. Yeah, okay. Michael Gallup also did good. He had five carries for 44 yards. He averaged 8.8. Zero touchdowns. And another two, another two good players was Cedric Wilson with four wrecks. He had only 36 yards. He averaged nine. Zero touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott did good with receiving two. He had six wrecks for 36 yards. He averaged six. Zero touchdowns. Wow. These players didn't play like the Cowboys. Honestly, they played like as if they were another team. Now for the Kansas City Chiefs. They play like the Kansas City Chiefs should. 
Tyreek Hill, he had 9 wrecks for 77 yards. He averaged 8.6. Travis Kelsey, he had 5 wrecks for 74 yards. He averaged 14.8. Okay. And then he also got Byron Pringle. Mr. Pringle got 1 wreck. 37 yards. He averaged 37. Because he only had 1 fr Pringle. And then you also have McCole Hardman. He had 2 wrecks for 25 yards. He averaged 12.5. Did I mention? None of them got touchdown. Alright, that's pretty bad. Now for fumbles, Dallas Pre Dallas had two because of Dak Prescott and he lost one. Now for the Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes fumbled. He lost one too. He lost it too. Now defensive. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this team did either team's defense did great, but they did okay. Let's start with Kansas City. Best defensive player was probably Chris Jones. He had five TOTs, four solos, three and a half sacks, a TFL, two TFLs, one PD, and three QB hits. Another good player was Jaron Reed. He had four TOTs, two solos, 0 0.5 of a sack. Don't know how that's possible. And one QB hit. Another good player was... Well, two players got interceptions for Kansas City. Larry Sneed with one interception and... And... Charvis Ward with one interception too. But, I'm going to talk about... Larry Sneed. He got six TOTs, five solos, one TFL, three PDs. And you know what? Why not we talk about Sheriff's Ward too? He had seven TOTs, three, five solos, zero sacks. Because, well, the other two, because Chris Jones and Jared Reed's, Jared Reed said they want the sacks. Anyways, and he, he also had three PDs. Anyways, now let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Best player. One of the best players was Micah Parsons with four TOTs, four solos, two sacks, two TFLs, and three QB hits. Micah Parsons did good. Another good player was. You know what? Screw it. Let's talk. Carlos. Carl. Colors Watkins. He had four TOTs, one solo, one TFL. That's pretty much it. Now we can talk about Jaron Curtis. He had one interception. He took it for 34 yards. What else he did? Oh, I'm glad you asked. He also had five TOTs, four solos, and one PD. Pretty good. Now, I mean, another player we can talk about is Doris Armstrong. He had three TOTs, three solos, three so three TOTs, two solos, actually. My bad. One sack. Yeah, one sack, one TFL, and one QB hit. He did, actually. Decent. And another and final one we're going to talk about is... Terrell Basham. He had three TOTs, three solos, zero sacks, zero TFLs, zero PDs, and two QB hits. Did good. Now let's talk about their best players. The kicker. Yeah, let's talk about their kicker. Let's start with let's start with Dallas with Greg Zerlin. He had three out of three field goals, a percentage of a hundred. Long gives a 48. Zero extra points. But he got all nine points. Let's go. Now for kicking for Kansas City was Harrison Butker. Two out of three field goal. 
Percentage, 67%. Longest, 53. Extra point, he only made one out of two. You get, but he got seven points. Let's go. Overall, this game was not interesting. We all thought it was going to be better. But these teams said, nah, Chief. Not today. Not today. Anyways, let's talk about the random player I have. And we're going to start with the Detroit Lions. Now, the player I will talk about for the, for the Detroit Lions is one of the greatest Detroit Lions out there. He was probably the best wide receivers fr from the 2010s. He is the one and only. He is... He went to Georgia Tech. He was a nightmare standing. He was six foot five, two hundred and seventy-three pounds. This guy could probably Well, he could be a tight end if he really wanted to, but now he decided to become a wide receiver. He the leader of the Seneca, Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson. The Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer now. He got he got in the Hall of Famer twenty twenty one this year. What a great guy. Although, what a great guy. He did a lot of good stuff for the Detroit Lions. And they did absolutely nothing for him. You heard me. They did absolutely nothing. They just became the Detroit Lions. And you know what he did? He said, ah, screw it. I'll be the best Detroit Lion receiver ever. But yeah, he did amazing. Did I mention? He went to the Pro Bowl six times. You heard me. Six times. He was first team all pro from 2011 to 2013 for three years in a row. That's how good he was. And again, I mentioned he had over a thousand yards almost every season of his career, except for two, his start rookie season and in 2009, where he had 984 in 2009. And that's insane. But I did, I even mentioned that. In 2007, he was a rookie, but he had 756 yards. That's really good for a rookie, I would believe so. Now, anyways, he was probably one of the greatest players. But you know what helps him to make it through? Was his NFL top 100 every year. In 2011, he made it, in num he was number 27. You heard me, 27, 2012, he was number 3. He did a 2013, number 3. 2014, number two. 2015, number six. And don't even get me started. He was player of the week four times. One in 2015, another in 2013, another in 2011, another in 2010. Player of the month twice. In 2013 and 2012. And he had... He was insane. All-purpose yards. <laughs> Where do we start with him? Should we start with his best season of all time? I think we should start with his best season of all time. Yes, you heard me. In 20. Yeah, screw it. We're talking his best season of all time. 2012. Probably the best season for a wide receiver. He wore number 81 because that was his only number. He played in all 16 games. He had 122 wrecks, 1,964 yards. Yards he received, that means he averaged 16.1 a, a wreck. That's insane. Touchdowns, he only had five. 
five. He only got five? Five! And was able to get that. That's insane. One D, one on first downs. He was able to get them 92 times. Longest was 53. His RNG, R slash G, was 7.6. Yards slash G was 128.8. He got yards in a game, 122.8. Catch, catch percentage was 59.8%. That's insane. That's insane. Rushing, he had, he had none. He had none because, well, why would he? Why would he? Of course, why would he? Playoffs, but I believe in that year he made the playoffs, didn't he? Um, um, no, he didn't. Oh wait, I forgot. He played on the Detroit Lions, so of course he didn't make the playoffs. But the two times he did. Oh boy. He, I don't know the in twenty eleven he had a when he made it in twenty eleven he had I don't know a hundred and twenty two hundred and eleven yards for wreck of twelve. That's that's anything. Y slash R was seventeen point six. He had two touchdowns. First downs was ten. Long is a forty two. R slash G was twelve point oh. yard slash G was two hundred and eleven. Clut catch was 80 now anyways his y slash tgt was 14.1 he touched the ball 12 times like i said but in 2014 well i don't know he didn't play good but then again he was on the lions of course he did not play good he played in one game what he the game started was one eight five wrecks five wrecks for 85 yards Y slash R was 17.0. Zero touchdowns. First down was four. Longest of 28. R slash G, 5.0. R slash G, 85.0. Catch percentage, 62.5. Yard slash TGT was 10.6. I feel bad because I feel like he would have made it more to the playoffs if he was on a good team. But... We can't complain with these stats. He wasn't insane. He was insane. Shall I talk about another one? Let's talk about the time he... The most touchdowns he had for a season was in 2011. And oh boy, he was really good in that game. He played in six all 16 games. TGT? Uh, <laughs> 158. He only wreck... Reset. Well, he had a wreck of 96. It's okay. But he got 1,681 yards. Y slash R was 17.5. Touchdowns, 16. First downs, 76. Oh my god, he was a monster. Longest of 73. R slash G of 6.0. Y slash G, 105.1. Catch percentage was 60.8. Y slash TGT was 10.6. And this season, he rushed. Only once. He had 11 yards. Touchdown, zero. One first down, zero. Longest of 11. Y slash A was 11.0. Y slash G, 0.7. But his A slash G was 0.1. But he touched the ball 97 times. <laughs> y slash TCH was 17.4. Y scrimmage was 
1,692 touchdowns was 16 fumbles. He only had one. AV was 15. And he did this all. You know, it always, let me tell you, the yards he get, got for his whole career was 11,619 yards. How many touchdowns? 83. First downs? 552. His catch percentage? 57.55.7%. His rec was 731. Okay. He's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. And he's probably the most physically gifted wide receiver of all time. I mean, it's either him, Terrell Owens, or Randy Moss. I don't know about... Terrell Owens was physically gifted too. Randy Moss also. But they were, were they as tall, as fast, as, as strong as Megatron? No, absolutely not. So the most physically gifted was Calvin Johnson. Megatron himself. <coughs> Anyways. Did I mention he only played in the league? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. He only played in the league for nine years. And that's insane. He only played in nine years. Nine years! That's insane! And who knows what happened if he went to a different team. But no, he was loyal and said, Nah, Chief, my body's done. I'm going to retire. But yeah, there's nothing. This man was gifted. And he was a special player. And he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But now let's talk about our next player. But he's from the Dallas Cowboys. Now the next, now the player I'm going to talk about is from the Dallas Cowboys. But he's not a player, shall we say. No, he was the one that was on the sidelines. He was the one that helped everything make sure it was worked out. And did I mention he wore a funny hat? They called him the man in the funny hat. The man of Dallas Cowboys. He was Mr. Dallas. He wasn't Mr. Dallas. But everyone thought of him when he was Mr. Dallas. You heard me. The one and only Thomas. Tom Landry. Yeah. But yeah. Although, he has a quite interesting backstory. At first, he wasn't. He was a defensive coordinator. And he was a defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. You heard me. The New York Giants. The team that the Dallas Cowboys hate. But this is before the Dallas Cowboys was a team. But yeah, he was the offensive coordinator for them. He was actually there when they had to face against the Colts. And they lost. And he also helped to invent the 4-3 defense. Yes, you heard me. He invented the 4-3 defense, which is one of the most popular defense right now. And it's amazing on how he... He was really good. Just like amazing at his job being the head coach. Although at first... He wasn't the best. <clears throat> the record was 0-11-1. They only had one tie and lost 11 times. But this was the first year for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they sucked. Oh yeah, they sucked terribly. But the more and more they played, they got better and better. In 1961, they were 4-9-1. They got a little better. 1962, 581, they got better. Then they downgrade with 410. Oh, but they got better again. In 1964, that 581. 
Then in 1965, there were 7, 10, 3, 1. Yes. And they lost in the postseason. But then, in 1967, 9, 5, 1, 1, which is really good. But they they lost in the postseason again. Yeah, they lost again. And then in 1968, there were 12-2. Great, but they lost again in the postseason. You see, this pattern is coming up. Tom Landry, he kept on... His teams got better and better. But every time they reached to the postseason, they always lost. And they never won. won. They never thought they were going to win the big thing. Everyone thought Tom Landry wasn't a good coach because he was able to win the big... The big... I don't know, how do I say this right? The big game on the when it cost. But yeah. But in nineteen seventy one, they finally did it. You heard me. They finally did it. They were eleven three. They won they won it all. And this is when the This is when the <laughs> the freaking Super Bowl. This is when they won the Super Bowl and NFC Championship. This is when they actually finally were able to do it. They were actually able to say they're world champions in the Super Bowl, which is insane. Oh, yeah. Did I mention Tom Landry had 20 straight, he had 20 winning seasons as the Dallas Cowboys head coach? That's and insane to hear 20 straight seasons of them being the best in their best in their not in the league but just best in the NFC they were amazing team under Tom Landry now let's talk about how come the Cowboys how come Tom Landry couldn't win well many factors but the biggest factor was he was playing during Vince Lombardi when he was around. And, well, let's just say, Vince, when you play against Vince Lombardi, you were not going to win against his teams. I'm sorry. He might have been one of the greatest coach, Tom Landry. But he wasn't going to be able to defeat Vince Lombardi's run. offense, really. Yeah, he wasn't going to do it at all. But, yeah, the the game that... But it was basically for everything was in 1967. Yes, you heard. 1967. When the Dallas Cowboys went against the Green Bay Packers to see who would go to the Super Bowl. While yes, the Super Bowl may have been the big thing. Everyone thought the if either of these two teams won, they they would win the Super Bowl. And they have a chance. And the final score was the Vince Lombardi Packers with 21 and the Dallas Cowboys with 17. Unfortunately, they couldn't they couldn't win they were down by 5 and this is hard cuz like they put they got here and they weren't able to finally deal with it and they could have honestly won against the chiefs cuz the packers destroyed the chiefs in the super bowl but yeah they did like they say um like they said they couldn't do anything else what could have you done unfortunately yeah but hey, you know what? No one really cares. <laughs> then they went to the NFC champions. But then in then three years three years later in nineteen seventy, 
they were the end they were in the NFC they were the NFC champions but they lost to the Colts and the cycle repeated until 1971 where they won it yes i think i told you they won it and they did amazing and they won in 1971, against the Dolphins, who they destroyed in that game. I feel bad for that team, honestly. I felt really bad because it was probably like a massacre because the Cowboys thought, ah, never again, we're going to win this. And they won. Oh, they, boy, they won. It's like insane on how bad they beat them. Yeah, the final score was 24 for the Dallas Cowboys and only three points for the Miami Dolphins. That's insane. That is really insane. Then you look at the... Then you look next year. They didn't make it. Then the next year, didn't make it again. But in 1975, they made it. But then they won against the Steelers. And no one was going to defeat the Steelers. They didn't make it next year, but then they made it again in the Super Bowl champions. And they won it. 1978, they made it to the NFC Championship again. Or the Super Bowl again. But they went against the Steelers again. Again. And they lost. So you see, there was always a team that was going to be better than them. And it was sucks for them because like they did everything they could. But they couldn't do nothing. And then in his final year, he was... He was not the same Tom Landry in the final year. He was three and thirteen with a losing record, like the like on how he started. And then he finally got fired by the Dallas Cowboys. Well, he, it was more like they fired him and made him quit being a head coach. It was quite sad to see the man in the funny hat leave the Dallas Cowboys. But hey, for all the things he did, he was a great coach. He spent 29 seasons with the Cowboys as the head coach of the Cowboys. His final record was 270 wins with 178 losses and 6 ties only. That's just insane. He had 20 straight winning seasons and had 2 Super Bowl titles. He was one of the greatest coach ever and one of the probably best defensive minded coaches out there but yeah he was the man in the funny hat he was the one that had everything done right he was amazing there he got he was in the hall of fame in 1990 but unfortunately he died in 2000 in dallas texas where his career started as a head coach and ended as a head coach he was 75 but now, but now he's, I guess, watching the Cowboys play now and see how <laughs> the defense is not as good as he would have wanted. But hey, at least he can say he has two Super Bowl titles. And that's all, honestly. Well, this week, I don't have anything else to say. Next week, I will have an... Ah, I don't think I'll talk about football a lot. I think I'll talk about a little bit more. I'll talk about two basketball games and maybe some and maybe something else but yeah i don't think i have anything else to talk 
See you next time on the next episode of All About Sports Podcast.